I would like to talk more about your personal English journey because it's quite impressive to me that I mean from an English learner Dorota to an English teacher and on top of that you are running your own English academy which not is amazing. yet about to about to yes it's it's not yet okay okay it's it's in the works and yes and in the process yeah, yeah. i would like to know in this interview which were your problems in this journey were there any obstacles what methods did you use and yeah maybe at first you could introduce yourself a little bit Okay, so I'm I'm Dorota. I'm from Poland, and uh, I'm I'm here all the time. I live in Poland. I've never moved abroad, really. Uh, I wanted to for so many years. I've wanted to, you know, to to live maybe I don't know in the US or maybe in England, but uh, you know, it never happened. My family is quite, uh, you know, uh, say connected with this place, and uh, I I can't leave them. So. For now, at least, we are here, and um, yeah, so the, this is who I am. So I'm an English teacher. I work uh, currently. Uh, I work at school. Uh, this is the secondary school, and uh, I teach English. Uh, I mean, all the levels, really, uh, but uh, mostly now uh, I teach, uh, say, 15-year-olds uh, up to 19-year-olds. This is like the, the people that I teach now. But uh, I'm about to open my uh, my own school of uh, English, and it's uh, to happen in September this year. So um, I'm about to teach more levels and to teach more, uh, like a wider, let's say, range, uh, age group, let's say. So uh, this is this is the plan, but it's still in the process, and uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Hopefully, with a good, you know, outcome. And the name of the academy or the school is Dragon, yeah, right? Yeah, it's How Dragon. Come? Yeah. So uh, the history of this name, because obviously I wanted to come up with uh, with the name that um, uh, would um, say an easy declination in Polish, because Polish is such a language that we have this declination. And uh, I, it, for example, let me give you an example. Gdzie w Dragonie? Uh, do dragona, so to dragon, in dragon. In English, it's all the same, but for me, it needed to be, I wanted it to be a two-syllable. I wanted it to have some, um, you know, relation to the culture. I know that we also have a Chinese dragon, so my logo looks uh, um, looks like this, that it's, it's quite, um, you know, indicative of the culture that I am preferring. So, so I mean English-speaking countries and culture. Um, also, there are these movies like Shrek, for example, when you have, where you have a dragon, mm -hmm. you have How to Train the Dragon, by the way, a great book. And uh, then the movie, I, I started with the book, honestly, not with the movie. And um, uh, recently, uh, our friend, we, we, have a, we have a friend in the chat box, Eva Lux, she, um, she uh, sent a video to me about these dragons, which are the guardians of the city of London. So, you know, uh, I I honestly didn't think how many different um, roles, let's say, dragons have. And uh, yeah, it's a, cool. I think it's a great name. And uh, it gives me like, uh, it's almost like an inexhaustible source of um, 
material for me to, you know, to, to expand on, uh, it, you know, even now when it comes to my, when it comes to maybe, let's say future page development, school development, uh, kids like dragons to adults like dragons. So yeah, I, I think it's a great name. And also for the Polish language, it was quite important that the Polish people can, uh, say it, can understand it. And, uh, that it's, you know, doesn't pose any difficulty, let's say in the declination in my language. Yeah. Yeah. You picked quite a cool name indeed. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I hope so. And yeah. <laughs> so Dorota, where did your passion come from or when it all began? Okay. Why English? Yeah. I, I think that, uh, so, um, I come, you know, back in time, I come from a communist country and, uh, back then we didn't have any access really to, to English as such. Uh, obviously we didn't have the internet, but, uh, we didn't even have the telephone in my house, for example, but it's like, you know, very, very, uh, a long time ago, let's say, but, um, so as you probably know, my country back then was, uh, quite poor with uh, little access to anything. So, uh, the only, let's say, um, luxury we, we, we saw on television and, uh, probably it started with, um, the MTV era when, uh, we finally could see some, I don't know, um, music videos or, um, I don't know, seven TV series like dynasty, let's say it's, it's not the best series, but uh, it showed us the world, uh, mostly the American one, but not only also some British uh, series of films. So the world that uh, we didn't really have access to, uh, I remember that my first passport I got at the age of, I think 17. And it was then that I took my first journey, a broad journey, a, a short trip. Uh, when kids now in Poland, they, they are not even one year old and they even travel uh, with their parents, well, where their parents obviously want to take them. So for me, English was um, like the window to the world. And um, probably uh, I liked it as well. So the sound of it, there are people who will say they they don't like English, so they don't like the sound, uh, or I don't know, maybe this um, expansion of, a, of the language, of the culture. Uh, it's quite dominant here as well. I can, I can see it, but um, I don't mind really. So uh, yeah, it started with probably this urge to, to go somewhere, to, to travel, to see the world. And, uh, yeah, I've had it up to now that, uh, when I am to pick the place to go on holiday, I will always go, you know, the, uh, the farther, the better for me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I enjoy traveling a lot. I enjoy talking to people. I've always wanted to, to talk to other people from other cultures, which was impossible, obviously back then, uh, in Poland. Uh, and I loved reading. So this is also probably one of the, um, reasons let's say because i i read a lot uh extensively and it was the only say uh hobby pastime available back then so i was an avid reader and uh i wanted to read those books since i loved the language as such i loved my polish language as well so i wanted to read those books uh in uh, the original versions and uh and yeah 
sort of the descriptions of the world that the English-speaking world presented. It was just, you know, awesome. I wanted to see it. I wanted to understand. I wanted to immerse in the culture, in the language, in the life of the people. So, yeah, this is just, and, you know, <laughs> to the introduction. And was, it, was it easy for you in the beginning to speak in English? No, so speak I, I didn't really because I, I had no one to speak to and um, I remember my first lessons um, and uh, it was by the Polish teacher in the Polish school and, um, you know, the books were quite boring, uh, the lessons were quite traditional, so um, I think it took like an enormous interest on my part to continue because uh, I Back then, I'm sorry, back then, not, uh, as I said, we didn't have such, you know, access to to interesting materials and, uh, well, to listen to English or to read something interesting, to, to get a good, mm -hmm. you know, an original book or, I don't know, a newspaper, it was impossible. So, um, then I went to the secondary school. In the secondary school, um, we had, I remember this book, it was Headway, and I loved it. It was so modern for, for me, you know, it was so different from the books that I knew. But still, uh, is it we rather didn't... business English? No, no, no. It was still like no? English, you know, it was English, general English, let's say. Okay. But, uh, you know, the level... Um, well, it wasn't that high, obviously. So, uh, in fact, uh, I took my final exam in English, but I can't say I knew English at all. So it took some time, some effort, and uh, finally I decided to, you know, to cut the long story short, I decided to take the C2 exam, which I did and I passed. And uh, afterwards, I went to... C2? Yeah, C to the proficiency. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was before my congratulations. Studies. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank Great. you. It was a long time ago, but uh, then I decided to to finally, you know, to to wrap it up, and um, I went to study English. We call it English philology. I'm not sure about your country. You're, you're from Switzerland, right? And yeah, yes, exactly. so we call it English philology. English studies, whatever. And um, yeah, so I studied five years. Uh, I was first a bachelor, then the master. And uh, yeah, it was then that I, you know, got into it, like, got to the school of the language, which I wanted mm -hmm. to from the very beginning. Uh, I'm, I cared for the pronunciation. I cared for the fluency. Um, I cared for being quite correct for being you know quite accurate so um i wanted to know this language i didn't want to be the constant learner but you are the the fact that you're a teacher doesn't mean that you don't learn so i learn every day i learn from uh from my students i learn uh from people like you like from from everyone who i know i will always learn something so it's so important to have friends uh, here, to have friends abroad with whom you can speak, with whom you can exchange experiences. It, it, it's great, really. So, yeah, I'm still a learner, although I am a teacher as well. So, yeah. Two roles combined yeah. now. I love that mindset. <laughs> and But tell me a little bit more specific. How could you improve your speaking when there was not that much resources available yeah. and maybe back back in the time it was not possible to have zoom meetings 
no, to yeah. get your speaking practice. So yeah. how exactly did you get better in speaking? Yeah, so it was the most difficult part. And um, um, honestly, uh, I remember like the whole years of classes where we, I'm sorry, where we didn't speak at all. So we did reading tasks. Mm -hmm. We did obviously reading aloud. We listened to some recordings, not, not too many of them. Um, but honestly, we didn't speak and I didn't speak for many years. I think with anyone apart yeah. from, you know, just, uh, uh, I don't know, um, ABCD, you know, doing kinds, this kind of tasks, let's say. Uh, and then when I went to university, um, so uh, as I said, it was right after I took the C2 exam and at the C2 uh, course, I had this great teacher. Let me tell you this. All of my teachers that uh, influ influenced me like to, to the greatest extent, all of them were Polish. I can like enumerate three, four greatest teachers ever, all of them Polish. <laughs> so this is also great. It's cool. uh, really uh, with this, you know, urge now to, to talk to native speakers. Obviously, for me, in the past, it used to be, let's say, I don't know how to call it, debilitating, or it used to be my aim to talk to English speakers, like, only. Now, I, I don't mind, uh, like, it, it doesn't really matter anymore, as long as the person has, I don't know, common, I, I have, I don't know, common interests, let's say, with the person, uh, I have something to talk about with them. Um, it doesn't really matter. So uh, it has changed for me. I know that uh, there are so many people who will want this. Yeah, because to... yeah, I think people are kind of obsessed sometimes. Yes. They just uh, want to talk to people who are native speakers. I, I totally agree with you. It's yeah. I would yeah. It's a it's a great you... word obsession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that she used. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. So, I, uh, and mm -hmm. yeah, and, and you are these days, you're still like practicing or like giving speeches. I am referring to, to the Facebook groups, the chat box, and my often because I watched a couple of videos of yourself and they are pretty cool. For example, there is a video in which you participated it's called off the cuff mm -hmm. yes. in which you you have to give a speech without any preparation and it inspired me a lot because you can even drive a car <laughs> <laughs> whereas you are giving this short speech and it's just brilliant and and amazing i i also do it from time to time and i also did it while walking but I, I would not do it <laughs> while driving because, yeah, I, I'm not that much of a of a speaker. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it only you yeah. know takes practice, nothing else. So uh, um, I am used to driving and speaking because, uh, <laughs> honestly, at home here uh, I have you know really poor, let's say, ac like um, access to, to the internet and yeah, everything. So. Uh, whatever they call, I'm trying to make them just going outside. And uh, whenever I drive, I call my mom or I call, I don't know, my friends. So uh, 
it's just normal for me to, to drive and talk. Uh, obviously, I'm using, you know, the, the headset or something. So I, I never, you know, do it like yeah. this. It's forbidden in my country. But yeah, we can drive and talk to, to people on the phone uh, using the, the set. So um, I'm quite used to it. And for me, uh, you know, it's, English is like, Almost. It's, it will never be my language. This is obvious for me, but it's almost like it was my language. So I feel it, you know, when I speak it, it's just natural for me. Uh, I know that I hesitate, which yeah, I but, do in my language then, as well. So. But then it is your language. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> when it's natural to you. It, it is so natural. In my opinion, you could say that it is your language. Yeah. So you, you can you can have two languages. Yeah. Although <laughs> I wasn't born this, into the, you know this family of the the bilingual family, but uh, I think you you can uh, you know hone your skills to such a way that that you are almost like a native speaker. Um, and you know when you talk to native speakers uh, from Kenya, for example, from. Uh, uh, I don't know, South Africa, from Australia, from Canada, all of them, they are native speakers. They were born into this language and yet they sound different. They, they use different uh, words or expressions. For example, uh, the Kenyan language, English language is so much influenced by Swahili. And still, this is their language. This is more like their language than it is mine. Yeah. So, uh, so who are we to, to decide who's a native speaker, who's not, who, see, who speaks better, who speaks worse? It's about what you have to say, what, what kind of person you are, and not, uh, you know, the perfect, what is perfect even when it comes to pronunciation? We don't yeah. know that. So um, I know there are language purists. I'm not such a person. Um, and yeah, I think I lost my train of thought. Uh, you, you were saying something and no, I, I went the no different worries, direction. No worries. So, no, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think the problem is that sometimes society or the language community has a certain expectation or yes. it's just the way how it works that or a lot of people are biased, right? They They think that maybe... Uh, native speakers from such and such country yes. is more capable of teaching you than than someone else yeah. but in my opinion it's it's not true it's not true in in my opinion or my best teacher that i had comes from chile actually yeah. and and he is not a, a native speaker he learned it and He's a translator, but it was just awesome. Yes. Every, everything was awesome, and I could learn a lot from him. Yes, so, oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> totally, I agree. So uh, um, I remember some native speak because obviously when I studied English, then uh, we had some, uh, say, lecturers from from the U.S., from Canada. There was one from, uh, from Britain. Um, but the best talks, it wasn't with the... It was with the Polish teachers in English. Uh, or now, when I have the best talks, I really don't care. That there's this uh, guy from Bangladesh. We we had this conversation. Uh, there are two girls in uh, Malfan from, uh, from Russia. We also had these talks. Great, really, so, so inspiring. Or Bilal from uh, Malfan and from the chat box now as well. So uh, he's from. Um, Oh my goodness, not Morocco, but Tunisia. So uh, a great mm. speaker with uh, with so many interests. So 
yeah. And do you have a conversation? And it, the time flies with those people. So, what more do you want? Really, it, it, it's not exactly you know, the pronunciation. I when I listen to podcasts, I I hear this perfect perfect pronunciation. I learn a lot from them. I still want to sound the best possible. You know, the best that I can. I do care about it, but uh, but it's not that I you know demand that other people do the same. So, yeah. So speaking. Speaking of podcasts, yeah, can you recommend some podcasts, or can you tell us something about your favorite podcast? Maybe yeah. So uh, uh, there are plenty, and uh, honestly, this whole pandemic, you know, situation, um, apart from you know many the advantages of of it, one of the, the advantages was that I I had as if more time. And uh, whenever I walk my dogs, I take my headphones or earphones. Before, I didn't do that, really. And uh, now, uh, this is how I learned to, to listen to podcasts extensively. So I listen to podcasts every day. And um, In English? Yes, in English, in Spanish, uh, also in Italian, some uh, in German, because I also try to learn. But uh, yeah, <laughs> from time to time. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like languages a lot, uh, but obviously English is the only language that I can speak to that extent. I don't hold out, you know, any hopes that I, I could speak another language apart from this one like that. But uh, yeah, I have my favorite English podcasts because this is about English. So um, what I like most, uh, I like listening to interviews because this is where you can listen to the most natural language ever. So uh, I like the interviews, for example, by Conan O'Brien. He's from America. I think he's of uh, uh, Irish descent. Uh, uh, he's a flamboyant speaker, I would say. So he uses a wide range of good vocab. He he has a great sense of humor. This is also quite important that the person has a sense of humor. For me, uh, that it's funny, that it's uh, interesting, that it's involving. So uh, he has this podcast, it's Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and uh, he talks to people having fun, but also sometimes touching upon some uh, quite uh, important uh, subjects, like, for example, I don't know, racism or... Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, some difficult... Uh, the Ukraine situation, uh, you know, some serious subjects as well. Uh, then uh, I talked about it in yeah. you know before it's Desert Island Discs, so this time it's from from Britain. Many seasons, many episodes, also great uh, great podcast uh, with uh, great people, uh, like anyone you can imagine, famous people like Ray Fiennes, for example, or I don't know Mark Gatiss. Um, I don't know so, so many different speakers there. Um, and there is also good British this time speakers. So uh, I like to listen to these interviews uh, as well. And uh, let me tell you this sometimes uh, when you teach from the books, also, because I also teach from the books, I, I don't uh, want to you know, hide this fact, let's say. Uh, so sometimes they will say, well, they don't use it, they, they don't use this grammar, they don't use this vocab. And they have they use everything. They will use the third conditional. They will use I wish I had had done it. Uh, I, I wish I had done it, right? Or I wish I had had something. So they will use all the constructions. They will use all the vocab. Whenever the situation, you know, it's say um, 
or when another situation requires for them to use this particular, say, structure. So uh, I wouldn't say that the language that we teach, because we are not native speakers, that uh, that we teach some unnatural language. And uh, there are so many words in my language, in Polish, that I understand. I never use them, but I know the context, I understand them, yeah. you know, like you do in German, like everyone. So I think, well, why not know this one? Because you would not use it, you know, on a daily basis, but still the, the more you know, the better for you. So uh, when I listen to these podcasts, I sometimes go and say, oh my goodness, this is this book, this is upstream, I don't know, C1, this is this unit about this particular stuff. They use, <laughs> so cool. you know, everything. Yeah. They will use uh, any construction, mm -hmm. any language that uh, that some people will, will, will find unnatural or the one that is not used anymore. So, yeah, it depends. If you want to, for example, I don't know, show some sense of humor, want to be, I don't know, ironic, you would use certain structures that you wouldn't normally. It depends on the speaker, on the context, on the situation, on the topic. Okay, yeah. then we have the Ezra Klein show. This is uh, like one of the uh, latest, say, discoveries. Uh, John Peacock recommended it to me. I, again, great uh, interviews also with uh, some speakers which are not who are not native speakers. So from Ukraine, for example, he, he had this great uh, interview about the situation in Ukraine and how we so don't understand. We, they, he's from America, so even a, a more different, you know, approach perspective. Um, how we cannot understand this, say, conflict more to death or. Uh, then obviously looks English podcast. I love the guy. He's a great comedian. <laughs> He's a great actor, yes. I would say, and uh, a great English speaker. And what I like, he also runs these interviews. I remember his interview with his dad about Brexit. Not only, uh, you know, a great source of knowledge when it comes to some mechanisms behind Brexit, but also the perspective of the person who wanted uh, England, you know, Britain to stay. Uh, which they didn't, obviously. Uh, but, you know, uh, I don't know, talking about economy, about culture. So great, really a great speaker. Also, he talked to uh, to a Polish guy, I remember some, some time ago, uh, a, a teenager, I think it was. But a, a great um, talk it was. Uh, yeah. The guy had fast, no it, fast knowledge. I think it... Mm -hmm. It was. It came from the the Wispo Lab competition, I think, yes. because he he had a competition which was called Wispo Lab. Why I should be on Luke's English podcast yes. or something like that. That's the one. And and then the the first ten, I think, or fifteen, I can't remember. But he interviewed them, so he he made uh, for everyone a single episode. And it was so amazing yes. to to hear more about these listeners of Luke and different stories from them. Yeah. Uh, and and it, also, mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I, I wanted to to mention because the very first podcast that you mentioned uh, about Conan O'Brien, this is a nice coincidence because this was one of the first resources that I came into contact with back in the day when my older brother watched television and it was yeah it was a a, a program from america and he loved it mm -hmm. he yeah he watched it and i i could not 
uh, understand English back then. Mm -hmm. But I remember that he was one of his favorite yeah. because he had like a like a talk show or, or a night yes. night show or I can't remember exactly. Yes, you're right. And and this was many 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 years ago and and back in the day yeah it was not so common to have the possibility to to watch something in English. So so it was the same in my case. I I was not able to yet yeah, to, to listen to podcasts or, or something like that because it didn't exist back then. Yeah. So you, I can totally relate to what you say. I, I think that Conan was also behind. He, he was a great writer, so uh, he was behind many, you know, transcripts for for the TV series as well. I don't remember if it was South Park or if it was The Simpsons. Probably it was The Simpsons. No, I, I can't seem to recall. But uh, a great writer, and then you know, a great comedian. Uh, a, a, a great source of information when it comes to the language and also the culture. So he, he's a great guy, really. Not everyone likes him. I think some people will find him maybe too, um, I don't know, overbearing maybe. I don't know, really, but for me, uh, as a language learner, a great source. So, yeah. Yeah. And I really love interviews as well. One of my favorites is Lex Friedman. And his interviews, they go on and on and on. They can go on over two hours or three hours, and it's just crazy. So and what does he talk about? I don't know this guy. Later, I will take notes of what you say. Yeah, so he talks about, for example, philosophy, but also about a lot of digital issues or machine learning. No. And so... In one hand, it's it's technical, and on the other hand, it's it's not technical at all. He invites many different guests. So, for example, um, Elon Musk was there many times. Mm -hmm. I think Joe Rogan, oh. I guess, and so so many well-known people, and they are talking really about things that we we would not know about them in another resource yeah. i think that people there are very open really so so it's it's really amazing and and special i need to remember but, this one sounds so interesting so i will add it yeah. to you know to is it lex friedman you say yes okay exactly. sounds interesting so i i will check it out i listen mostly on spotify i don't know about you but uh I use Spotify no, like I, <laughs> I mostly listen on, it is called uh, Podcast Addict. Oh, okay. It's an app mm -hmm. because there I can put like uh, reading marks or oh. listening marks. I, I can make notes, right? So mm -hmm. every time when I come across an expression that I want to learn, then I, I put a mark on it and I can write something down also and then i have like a catalog with all of my vocabulary that i want to focus on great yes i i only have i will show you these you know <laughs> um oh i don't have it here someone took it away oh never mind but yeah i have these you know uh notebooks where i take oh, notes yeah. and uh, yeah some vocab so i have plenty all over the house with, I don't know, German vocab, English vocab, Spanish vocab, so yeah. 
been liking it, all of it. But sounds interesting. The podcast that you're mentioning. Thank you for the recommendation. I was hoping that you would have some recommendation for me as well. I'm always on the lookout, you know, for for the new recommendations. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me let me check my notes. Okay. Yeah. So social media. So because on my last episode 110, I had a discussion with a friend of mine from Brazil mm -hmm. with uh, Charles and we talked about different methods on social media mm -hmm. on how to become a better English speaker. So my question is, what do you think about social media to learn English? So, for example, I mean, we, we mentioned already Facebook. So, so we know that that you are a member of different groups. Yes. What is your take on social media well, to learn languages? Uh, I would say the social media as such. I have a bittersweet, let's say, attitude to it. But uh, in the pandemic, like I said before, it helped us me enormously to you know to not maybe to survive, but uh, to to gain new experience, to talk to new people for me, but to get some, you know, new friends. Uh, at the time when we didn't really, you know, get out of the house. And uh, obviously when it comes to English, uh, for me, this is the best. Uh, and I think the only source, the, where, the place where I live, I don't know any native, native. I don't know almost any foreigner and no foreigners who would speak English. So I have to, let's say, uh, acquaintances who, who are from Peru and they live here, but, um, but you know, they don't speak English with me. We mostly speak Polish or, or Spanish. Uh, but uh, when it comes to people around me here, no one speaks English and there's no one with whom I could practice. Mm. Obviously, I'm not talking about the school. I'm talking about more natural situations. So, um, when it comes to, to my uh, profession, this is basically the only source of, uh, of people, let's say, of this real contact with the real language. And uh, I only use Facebook. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Instagram. Not yet. Maybe I will have to, you know, open an account for, uh, for the sake of my company, let's say, the school. But uh, not yet. I, I wouldn't like to have too many profiles i'd like to honestly facebook would be enough for me but i know that many people in different age groups they will make use of different uh, social media say uh, okay resources let's call it so tiktok never never had i don't i i heard of it but never used it really um yeah. So, yeah, for me, it would be enough to, to make use of what I have. I think that uh, the choice now is too, too big and uh, we have too many different yes. you know, outlets to, to choose from. Uh, but, yeah, that's the, the sign of times. overwhelming, yes. right? It is overwhelming. Can overwhelm us. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, at some point, I decided to... Uh, obviously, it's impossible to avoid scrolling because... Uh, you will always find something interesting, but uh, I decided to reduce my RC presence a bit. And if I am there, I I want to be more, more, you know, I want to be present more in this particular place to do this particular thing. So, for example, I go to mouth, I know I go to the chat box to check whether someone has posted something or to, to post my video or to post uh, my conversation. 
to talk to the people I know, to meet new people, but uh, I'm trying to not to, at least currently, I'm trying not to enter, to join any new groups because what I have so far is, is plenty, is more than enough. So, yeah, yeah I think <laughs> that's, uh, it's it's a bit sometimes distracting and, um, yeah, I'm trying right. to avoid that because we also have other, you know, um, fields, realms, I don't know, in life. And uh, basically, this is the, the area that takes like the, the, the most of, of it, of time and of your, I don't yeah, know, yeah. intellectual resources. So, yeah, we have to live, we have Absolutely. to, we, we have to work and, yeah, I don't know, maybe read something yeah. from time to time. And by the way, I also had interviews with different members of the chat box and of uh, mouth and masters of english for example roberto from italy mm -hmm. he explained the game of the cuff mm -hmm. on episode 66 and i had omar from ecuador oh yeah uh, i can't remember which number i think it was 98 mm -hmm. in which he explained his language journey and i had also gabriel from spain nice and it's just amazing to to get in touch with people and to connect and exchange yes it's 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 fantastic without even <laughs> leaving your house this is so this is great obviously i like to leave my house and i like to go to to travel as i said but if i can't do it and honestly i i can do it i don't know two three times maybe uh, yeah that's it so um yeah this is like almost like traveling when and I know that you, for example, are sitting now in Switzerland, you know, it gives, I don't know, a brain to your imagination. <laughs> I don't know if, if this is the correct expression, but, you know, the imagination runs wild. You can, you know, have so many different yes. associations and, uh, yeah, at least uh, build some images. It's so evocative, you know, these, these talks. So, yeah. Absolutely. So I forgot to ask you something related to podcasts because... Today I will have another interview yes. with Vincent and no Wins with Wins. Mm -hmm. And apparently he uses podcasts to, to learn languages mm -hmm. and he listens to them sometimes double the speed and sometimes three times the speed. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you what do you think about that idea and and did it occur to you that you listen to an episode maybe with a faster mm -hmm. speed? And no, because I like to relish, you know, in uh, in what I'm listening to. I like to enjoy it. So I want it to be, um, you know, the equivalent of what it was or it is in, you know, in real life. So no, I don't do that. If it's too or... Okay, I will say it if it's too easy for me or if it's too, um, say, boring, then I just skip it. But uh, no, I, I never do that. The same applies to movies. I never do, do you know, the double speed or three times speed because uh, um, it means that I simply don't enjoy the movie or the TV series. If I don't, I just skip it. Yeah. I go to, to something else. So, um like we now, you know, we have these hesitations, we have these doubts. Sometimes we make a mistake. This is pretty natural for me. I, I don't, I'm not ashamed uh, really ever well, when I make a mistake. It's just natural. I make mistakes in Polish as well. So uh, I want it to be as natural as possible. And uh, um, it's not like that I 
it's it's a goal to achieve or I don't know something to finish to to complete and the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm. So I I prefer to to slow down, to relish the moment rather than you know to um, I don't know to complete the mission or something. Yeah. So no, this is not my because thing. Something gets lost, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not the original voice yes. anymore when you speed it up. But nevertheless, I'm going to show you how it okay <laughs> how how this is like okay. because maybe maybe you will hear it right now one second okay or maybe not at least i can't hear no anything no yeah it doesn't work what a pity <laughs> no you can just if you can send me an excerpt then i can listen to it later okay yeah i will send it afterwards it was actually from luke's english podcast okay. uh, a little excerpt which i have speeded it up and it mm -hmm. sounded so funny. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it does. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Order or an accepted way of behaving, you deliberately don't obey or don't follow. Oh, so it, yeah, it deliberately so not. The next sentence. But, but I like yeah. the fact that you've got flaunting <laughs> in there as well, because flaunt is, is, is close, but it's like if you flaunt something, it's basically showing off. Yeah. So okay, I like for you, that. I love that because for you, um, if you're breaking the rules, it's like not only are you flouting the rules, like breaking yeah. them, but you're also flaunting, like, hey, everybody, I'm breaking the rules. For me, that would have both those meanings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. combine them together. But that's good. Yeah. Okay, Dorota. And maybe you can tell us about your future plans. Okay, so I uh, obviously continue doing what I do. So, um, to, you know, recording the videos, doing this off-the-cuff activity, I find it great. Um, when I see a difficult topic, some topics really I have nothing to say, but I say, okay, whatever, um, I have to do it. So maybe it will be boring. It needs to be quite short. So this is, this is definitely um, the goal when it comes to recordings, it can't be too long because then people will lose interest. Um, so even three minutes of discussing the thing that you know nothing about or next to nothing, uh, I believe yes. this is something that uh, that we should. And by the way, since I told you uh, that I am also uh, learning or trying to learn Spanish and German, this is my goals really. I would like to to find more time. I'm not really sure if it's possible for me. Um, I have so much on my plate really, but, um, if possible, I'd like to maybe work on these languages and, uh, I've never recorded a video in Spanish or in German. And I think this is the, since I am doing it, you know, on a daily basis, almost uh, in English, I don't know why I don't do it in Spanish or in German. See, it, you know, I learned these languages. So my plans mostly concern, obviously the school. Um, coming up with new um, ideas of how to run classes, of how to make it more interesting, more involving, but also um, how to make it more useful in terms of it being mm -hmm. quite um, correct, let's say, because this nowadays approach of um, not caring at all about grammar, hating grammar, I'm not really the fan of this um of the state solution. I myself in yeah. Polish know how we value good speakers and how we value, let's say, poor speakers. The same applies to any language. It's not that uh, I'm not a native speaker, so I can't say it properly. I care for this, you know, um, for being correct, more or less. Uh, and uh, this nowadays approach that you can learn anything. Why do we do it so fast? I can't understand it. We have, you know, the whole life in front of us. So um, mm -hmm. we, we don't have to rush so much. You can slow down. You can use um, maybe easier structures, but 
you can also do it properly or at least try. So this is my plan. I'm not talking about others. So I know that many people hate drama. I do like it and I appreciate it. I find meaning in it. So I want it to be quite correct, quite, quite good. Still working on my pronunciation, still working on the fluency, still working on the connected speech. And yeah, still working on other languages, still working on my school project. Mm. This is my plans. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really interesting. And maybe you could combine those things like grammar, a grammar book and then like a podcast. And then you, you can show or you can combine it yes. and say, look, this is exactly what we, we see in this episode. Yes. This is uh, this is it future tense or I don't know, but you can combine both because in my opinion, it's ridiculous to say that grammar, we should not focus on grammar because I mean, now when we are speaking together, yes. it's, it's all about grammar. Yes. We, we are using grammar automatically. So that's why I think that it's not good to, to say, don't use grammar. Yeah. In my opinion, we should strike a balance yes a good balance and and use both right imagine your yeah. language or my language without grammar it's impossible so th there's so much meaning in it. it's just uh i don't know grammar has this bad reputation for some reason maybe mm. it's because of how it's taught uh, mostly uh, from the books you know lots of exercises honestly this is how i learned it you know automatization let's call it and uh, lots of repetitive tasks and uh, now it's you know like ingrained in my head in my mind and uh, i don't think i will ever forget it so it required lots of training but uh, it gives you confidence if you know that what you're saying makes sense and you can you know uh, place it in relation to time I think it's something that gives you great self-confidence while speaking. And if you don't know the language and you always hesitate, is it correct, is it not, then you lose this track, maybe. So maybe, in fact, you know, yeah. being more precise, also grammatically, maybe it would give much, maybe more confidence to the speakers. I know that many people will disagree with me uh, because now everything is about the time, the faster, the better. I've never been this kind of person and I don't think I will. It's uh, it's too late for me now and I don't want to. So I, I think that the method that I chose was, was good and it functions for me. So yeah, I don't want to change it. Yeah. Well, there is no right or wrong journey yes. in my opinion. Yes. Everyone has to find his own yes. journey. Yes, you're right. Yeah, thank you so much, Dorota. It was really cool. To listen to you and I wish you good luck with your school with Dragon the Dragon Academy. Thank you so much. And yeah I, I see you around in the Facebook groups Maofen and the yes. chat box. Hopefully uh, I'll talk to you maybe one more time in the future. Maybe I will ask you to, to, to this time maybe I will yes, interview that's... you because it was only me or mostly me speaking so maybe you know I will invite you. That would you. be amazing. Yes. So, it, it would be amazing. So yeah, same and, yeah, thank, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. But,